Hello, and welcome to a brief message before you get to our podcast, Stuck in the 90s. This week, Chris and I tried recording on two different microphones. One picked up the echo from the other, and long story short, Chris sounds a little bit off for most of the podcast. We apologize. There's nothing we can do. We don't want to re-record because, you know, we'd lose the magic, and then where would we be if there was no magic? So, there's nothing wrong with your headphones. Enjoy the show. And we'll fix it for next week. Hello and welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. How's it going, guys? We are your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. Today we'll be doing February 5th to 11th, 1994. Let's just dive right in. All right, February 5th. In sad news, 11 Tibet nuns have been jailed, according to Amnesty International. So this is in Tibet. Some nuns were protesting, and they have been incarcerated. That sucks. You jailed nuns. You jailed nuns. Wow. I don't want to blame Whoopi Goldberg for this, but I don't know that she's innocent. She put the spotlight on the nuns. No Thanks one, a lot, no Whoopi. No suspected the nuns before this. They didn't. In lighter news, the cartoon show, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, debuts. That's pretty cool. This, so this was the... This the cartoon and not the beloved children's game show where in the world is carmen san diego oh i don't think they ever found her maybe she was in san diego Did ever try mm. that moving on to february 6th though are bert and ernie gay a question as old as time i remember this being posed a couple years ago this was i guess originally posed over 20 years ago holy crap i can't believe they were speculating this it's a fucking kid show like just let the puppets be puppets February 7th, schools in Orange County are banning a popular new game craze, Pogs. They were calling it gambling. I think this was the first thing at my elementary school that was really questioned because i mean as we'd mentioned before in the podcast kids were playing this for keeps and so there were a lot of teachers and parents who were concerned about it and this rolled over into you know crazy bones and pokemon cards and all of these other i don't know well that wasn't gambling oh yeah i guess it was but it was still just like annoying thing that was almost a precursor of like every kid having a cell phone oh yeah absolutely february 8th though Two children's books win top awards. Grandfather's Journey and The Giver by Lois Lowry were both given uh, prestigious awards. The Giver wins the John Newberry Medal, which I remember being boldly put on the cover of the copy of The Giver that I had to read in the seventh grade. I liked the book. It was pretty cool. Um, It went on to be adapted into a movie like a year ago starring Jeff Bridges as pretty much the dude. And have you noticed that like basically since The Big Lebowski, he's pretty much been the dude in almost everything he's acted in like tron he's like a really smart computer guy but he's also kind of the dude in the giver he's the giver but he's also kind of the dude jeff bridges did it right like sean bean take notes don't get typecast as a guy who dies get typecast as a dude yeah all right Moving on to February 9th, Roseanne and ABC clash over a kiss. So the March 1st episode of Roseanne was to feature a kiss exchanged in a gay bar between Miss Arnold's character and a character played by Mariel Hemingway. According to Tom Arnold, however, ABC will not allow the episode to be broadcast because it violates network standards. Also, though, who wants to see Roseanne making out with anyone? Fair enough. Yeah, that's a genderless thing. February 10th, ice on Great Lakes is most widespread in decades. <laughs> so 22 years ago in 1994, there was 90.7% total ice cover on the Great Lakes. Compared to February 3rd, 2016, a couple days ago, there was 5.6% ice. Not a lot of ice. There's no ice this year. There was a ton of ice that year. 
I'd like to think Rob Van Winkle had something to do with that. Moving on to February 11th. Uh, so February 11th, we found an article in the LA Times discussing how the Anaheim Mighty Ducks were offering a gun exchange program where uh, fans could bring in one firearm and get two tickets. This is probably the most Canadian thing that's ever happened in America. Oh, how about you guys come on down to the arena there, bring your guns, and we'll uh, we'll shoot you a couple of tickets for the game, and you can bring the kids, bring your guns, it'll be great. Bring your... How much does a gun cost? Is that a good deal? That's like... a terrible deal. Yeah? Yeah. All right. But I guess it's, a, you know, trying to disarm, disarm people in... Which is probably a good thing. Now, is this like the American equivalent of a canned food drive? Absolutely, yes. All right. Just two more notes on the week overall. So this is going up to february 11th february 12th was the official opening for the Lillehammer winter olympics uh i could not find a single decent lead-up story so that's all i have to say about that um and also this week nintendo announced 1994 as the year of the cartridge which is pretty accurate because the cartridge was already almost a waning thing a couple years from now basically everyone had moved over to discs Sony released the PlayStation like a year or so after. Sega had the, the Sega Saturn. Yeah, the Sega Saturn. And Nintendo was the only holdout using cartridges for the N64. Year of the cartridge. Summer of George. I think we should just go like right into this week on Seinfeld. All right. So this week on, we are doing Seinfeld again. Friends hadn't started yet. And this is just a classic episode of Seinfeld. So it was no question. So season five, episode 14 of Seinfeld titled the marine biologist this is such a good episode george starts dating a woman who told by jerry thinks george is a marine biologist elaine's electronic organizer injures a person after being launched from a limo by a russian novelist and kramer decides to golf on the beach who doesn't want to golf on the beach it's a good time so last week connor you did your little george impression it was pretty good i'm gonna take it one step further and two steps back by doing a longer monologue from george uh, and about three times worse you get such better material than i had this is really good material to work off of right now so i started walking into the water i won't lie to you boys i was terrified but i pressed on and as i made my way past the breakers a strange calm came over me i don't know if it was divine intervention or the kinship of all living things but i tell you jerry at that moment i was (laughs) a marine biologist the sea was angry that day my friends like an old man trying to send back soup in a deli I got about 50 feet out, and suddenly, the great beast appeared before me. I tell ya, he was ten stories high if he was afoot. And if sensing my presence, he let out a great bellow. I said, easy big fella. And then, as I watched him struggling, I realized that something was obstructing its breathing. From where I was standing, I could see directly into the eye of the great fish. Mammal. Whatever. So, that's enough. George reveals that the whale's blowhole had been blocked. By a golf ball. Which... <laughs> to which Kramer says it was a hole-in-one. It was Kramer's golf ball. Holy crap. George just... then tells his girlfriend that he's not a marine biologist. She dumps him. He takes a cab home. Yeah. This is another classic Seinfeld episode. Definitely one of my favorites. Season 5 was when that show was in full swing. This is also the one where we find out that George always wanted to pretend to be an architect. He may have already pretended at this time. Yeah, uh, maybe. Oh, like Art Vandalay. Vandalay Industries. Well, that was fun. All right, moving on to the box office. Coming in at number one, Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Classic oh, Jim Carrey. Really good. This, is this I think, in The Mask are some of his best movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was classic Jim Carrey. Holy crap. Um, number two. A little, little known movie. A bit of a cult classic. A couple no-name actors. Mrs. Doubtfire. That's right. Just kidding. Robin Williams. Sally, Sally Field. Field. Mara Wilson. Hello! One of the Lawrence brothers. Some girl who acted in Independence Day. 
Uh, this movie is just hitting number two. It's been in the box office for like 11 weeks now. It's a long ride on top. It is, and rightfully so. This is one of my favorite movies. I Agreed. love Mrs. Doubtfire. It's so good. I want to exist in a world where Mrs. Doubtfire was real. Coming in at number three is Philadelphia. Fun fact, obviously, this is a Tom Hanks movie, one of his classics. Moving down the list, we see uh, coming in at number six, Schindler's List, Grumpy Old Men at seven. Mm, nothing for a while after that. No, Jurassic Park's that. just clinging on here. His yeah, 35th wow. week. Holy crap, that is really good. One I of my top three. That's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. I think yep. it's 20th right now. Beethoven's second. I like the Beethoven series, but I think it was already on its way downhill by the second movie. Last movie I want to mention, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh. This was Leonardo DiCaprio's first Oscar nod. This one was for Best Supporting Actor, which began a long line of travesties at the Academy. Well, yeah. Right now, in 2016, we are in Oscar season. Leo's up for an Oscar again for The Revenant. He's going to get, get it. it. He, we'll he will. See. If you're listening to this in the future, you know the answer to this. And the answer is he gets it. Probably. Probably. All right, let's move on to music now. I don't want to. I want to. Not for number one, but for number two. Ugh. But we ha- we mentioned it anyway. All for Love, Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. They all get together. The music video for this has like a minute and a half lead up where they're just like, Hey, I'm Sting. Hey, I'm Rod Stewart. Holy crap. I hate that in music videos. You got like 10 seconds to tell your story, then just get to the song. But you know what's at number two? Connor is shrugging his head right now, but it's Hero by Mariah Carey. All right, moving on, though. I love this song. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is a beautiful piano ballad. One of my favorite Mariah Carey songs. Power now we can move Power on. Power of Love by Celine's at number three. That's Breathe Again, song. Tony Braxton, number four. This is actually where the list starts getting good. Number this five. This list remains good. The Sign, Ace of Bass. Followed at number sign. six by All That She Wants, also by Ace of Bass. I love Ace of Bass. I love, I love The Sign more than All That She Wants. Making his first reappearance on the show. Said I Loved You, But I Lied by Michael Bolton at number seven. Michael, I tweeted you. You didn't tweet me back. It's all right. You're busy, probably. But get at me, bro. He, he said he said he will, <laughs> but he lied. Oh, damn. We got some Janet Jackson. Um, I can see clearly now from the Cool Runnings soundtrack. It's down there at 19. Perfect. I love Cool Runnings, which is fitting because like it's Olympic season, I guess, in the in in 94. Got some meatloaf on here with Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through. That's about it. Oh, all right. Last Ooh. one I want to mention. 38. What's my name? By Snoop Doggy Dog, later known as Snoop Dog, later known as Snoop Lion. Is he still Snoop Lion or has he I gone back to dog? I feel like he's probably gone back to dog now. Like the lion, the lion didn't work out. He might be Snoop Lion still though, I don't know. Now look one below that song and you're going to read Ah, oh, damn, okay. The actual last song we want to mention, What is Love by Hathaway. Perfect. Did Night at the Roxbury just come out or... I don't know. Had this song existed before Night at the Roxbury? You know what? We'll let you know next week. We'll do some research. I almost guarantee we'll forget, though. Yeah, probably. All right, that's enough for music this week. All right. uh, Now introducing a new segment called 90s News Now. So this is current news that relates to the 90s. Uh, Chris, you can take it away. All right. So last week we had mentioned both Cuba Gooding Jr. and good old Orenthal James Simpsons, better known as OJ. Some folks on our Facebook were nice to point out that FX has just launched a new series. It's called American Crime Story, which is basically like Serial the TV show. They're telling a story for season one, a different story for season two. Season one is about the OJ case and is starring Cuba Gooding Jr., as oj himself welcome back cuba 
He was getting juiced. Also, in other news, his defense team, some of the supporting cast for this is pretty crazy. Nathan Lane is starring as F. Lee Bailey. John Travolta is Robert Shapiro. And David fucking Schwimmer is Rob Kardashian. That's right, the patriarch of the Kardashian family is being played by Ross. I love it. It's perfect. Oh my god. Also... Elizabeth Banks has been cast as Rita Repulsa in the Power Rangers reboot, uh, which is set to release in 2017. I'm super excited for that. I think she'll do a good job. I'm hesitant about Elizabeth Banks, but you know what would make me feel a lot better about her casting? What? Is if they pulled in Zordon as Liam Neeson. I don't, I don't, oh, sh- let that sink in. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking like, like Liam Neeson doesn't look like Zordon at all, but then his voice. I think Zordon needs to be a threatening menace. <laughs> You've taken my rangers. <laughs> like, this is a new, darker Power Rangers, except for Alpha 5. Alpha 5 is the same janky robot running around waving his arms in the air. Aye, 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 Zordon. <laughs> Mildly racist Alpha 5. Mildly racist? <laughs> How is he mi- what? Aye, 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 aye. Is that, a, is that like a stereotype? I feel I think like it's it like a, a, a Latin stereotype liam neeson or if anyone close to to mr neeson's listening to this get him on board for power rangers because his voice is zordon would be unreal and uh one more bit of news as most of you probably know the x-files is back i am super excited to get into this i am trying my darndest to catch up i've gone through about three seasons in the past two weeks it is exhausting but it's completely worth it and that's all i have to say about that the truth is out there all right moving into the 90s spotlight so earlier we discussed carmen san diego now that was the cartoon but obviously what the real nostalgia i think is around is the game show yeah where in the world is carmen san diego this was such a cool game show you got to learn things you got to win things that chief she was so good her voice yeah she like was if authoritative. we're talking about if we're ta- talking about zordon and authoritative voices the chief. we got to talk about the chief she was a woman figure i could look up to forced to be reckoned with exactly so on today's 90 spotlight we're going to look back at kids game shows because i don't think those really exist anymore or at very least there There's aren't gotta as be a many couple, of them but there were there were they were tens everywhere. in the 90s there, there were, were tens everywhere. of them there's dozens of us <laughs> all right we're just gonna fly through a, a brief list of some 90s game shows let it sink in first one legends of the hidden temple uh we had nickelodeon guts which was a lot like uh-oh for us canadians also on the canadian list is a beloved show video and arcade top 10 which was pretty much just twitch tv but before twitch tv existed yeah it was really cool like i couldn't afford a lot of game systems growing up so just being able to tune into this every week and seeing kids play video games was awesome uh, obviously they bring up where in the world is carmen san diego jungle run finders keepers yeah like these are all 90s shows like anyway uh yep 90s game shows for kids yeah 90s game shows for kids they were plentiful what happened to them will they ever come back nowadays i find if there are any games for kids they're all competition based they're all hey eat that weird shit or you know climb that thing or now introducing the hot new game show for kids hey eat that weird shit or climb that thing (laughs) 
We should be showrunners. Yeah, TV producers, if you're out there. Hey, CBC. We've got ideas. Yeah, hit us up. We'll change shit. We'll change that to like weird stuff. I don't know. Maybe we'll keep it as shit. It's very edgy. Yeah, we're going to push the edge. Oh, you know what? There's that new Vice TV network. Hit us up, Viceland. (laughs) All right. Moving on to our sponsorship segment. Of course, right after we're pandering to television networks. (laughs) So... We like to stretch our imagination and pretend we live in a world where this podcast is actually being sponsored. But in reality, we are we are not. Today's show is brought to you by Cars Without Airbags. That was a thing. Now I remember it. sitting in the front seat as like a six-year-old. I always sat in the front seat. There, it was cool. There was a constant element of death entering a vehicle, and I miss that, actually. Yeah, nowadays there's, there's airbags everywhere. Ugh. Safety features. Mm-hmm. Live on the edge. You have to sit in a backwards-facing car seat until you're like 14 now, I think. That would just make me really car sick. It'd be like, yeah, I'm safe, but there's puke everywhere. So thanks a lot for the uh, tremendous lack of safety features. 90s cars. Thank you for teaching us to live on the edge, to live every day to its fullest. Cars without airbags, we're here because of you. I actually, until very recently, drove a 93 Corolla, which I'm pretty sure did have front airbags. But I feel like was probably an add-on instead of, you know, coming standard. I feel like a part of you died when you got rid of that car. You have a car from this millennium now, and that's sad. This is my first car with a CD player, actually. Very exciting. Now moving on to the single most important part of the podcast. Where we talk about next week. Yeah. We've got the wheel. We're we're getting into the habit of bringing the wheel out before we start recording. Yeah, let's spin the wheel. All right, give her a spin. All right, let's find out what we're doing next week. Next week, we are diving into February 12th to 18th, 1995. Yeah, so 1995, we're moving up one year and one week. Other than that, we will see you then, or if you want to check us out, um, if you want to check out our social media stuff. You can find us on Facebook at Stuck in the 90s. If you want to shoot us an email, stuckinthe90spodcast at gmail.com. No one has emailed us, but that's okay because some of you have reached out on Facebook and yeah, it's been great. Really cool. I, you've I sent like us that. you've sent us ideas. Um, you've just chatted with us about the show and things you like. It's been really cool. It's been a yeah, fun keep experience. It up. Keep it up. Yeah, and check out stuck in the nineties podcast.com. That's got a link to everything we just mentioned, except the email. I should add that in there. Other than that, we'll see you in a couple days if you want to check out our throwback Thursday. Otherwise, we will see you in about a week. The podcast is over. Is that is that our that's, ending now? That's I think it's it. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. The podcast is now over.